listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. All right, Jay. So here we are. The dawn of a new era. The, <laughs> the new horizon for the Chicago Bears. We're here at a part that we never thought we'd be in. We've got a new general manager coming to the scene and some more information that we're going to talk about shortly. But new general manager, what are your feelings? How do you feel about getting Ryan Poles from Kansas City and putting him in as your new GM and, I guess, czar of everything football-related? Well, the first thought I have is he's a New York Giants reject. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Okay. He was uh, in the running for the Giants job, and they picked another GM other than him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wondered why. Well, does it make any you know? difference that he used oh. to be a Bears player? Well, he was cut by the Bears. He wasn't actually a Bears player. He attempted to play for the Chicago Bears, and they said, no, 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 you can no play here. Now... <laughs> The Boston College grad Mm -hmm. who blocked for Matt Ryan uh, has been a super achiever all his life. He was player of the year back in in his New York day playing days in high school. Uh, He's an overall guy who has always rose to the top of his job. He was a just a regular assistant. Uh, on the Chiefs, and he built his way up into the position where he is now. Mm-hmm. Now, he's 36 years old. Mm-hmm. So is this like a higher, like, like we're, are the Cubs trying, are, are, are we trying to uh, do what the Cubs did when they went and got in the young blood, Theo Epstein, in? Uh, but Theo Epstein had a winning record, a winning uh, pedigree. Now, this young man comes from the Chiefs, and we know they, they they have won the Super Bowl recently. So was he an integral part of that? Some people say that he is. But I haven't found yet that he was the one that identified uh, these different players, that he was the one that identified Patrick Mahomes, that he was the one that identified Tyreek Hill, that he was the one that found these players that led the Chiefs to be a Super Bowl champion. I haven't heard that anywhere yet. So is he really good at putting together a scouting a scouting staff that goes out and finds uh, these players to build championship teams? Is he going to bring some of those scouts with him over to the Chicago Bears? So this is a wait-and-see moment for me. I'm not jumping up and down going, yeah, I, look, I'd love to see young blood because they usually bring energy when they come in. Um waiting to see what he's going to do here. Can he replicate what he did with Kansas City? Because we know, we found out already that Justin Fields is no Patrick Mahomes. True. I mean, we've, we, I guess we learned that. I don't know if we've really learned what Patrick Fields, I mean, Patrick Fields. Oh, that would Patrick be a good Fields. one. That would be a good one. I mean, that would be a good combo. I don't know if anybody knows what Justin Fields is. Justin Fields is a kid that was playing for, Offensive coordinator who actually didn't know how to coordinate any offenses. We saw what he was in college. So I guess by happenstance, you think could translate. But I don't think we know. I don't think, I've never thought that Mitchell Trubisky was a terrible quarterback. He was just in a terrible situation. 
And it could be the That's same fair. thing with Justin Fields, just being in a really bad situation where he's not able to utilize the, the strength of a good offensive coordinator. Yeah, but how many times have we seen Justin Fields get his whole head knocked off from a blitz off his left side that he doesn't pick up? Now, we understand that that happens to quarterbacks. It's, it's the NFL. Once they find out that there is something that you can't do, they're going to keep doing it because they will exploit weaknesses. Question is right now, can this GM bring in the right coach now um, to come in and coach up Justin Fields? Are we going to see – a complete roster turnover of coaching staff. Uh, are, is, is this going to be a, everybody's got to get familiar with everybody type of move right now? Are we going to be able to get rid of this $30 million of backup quarterbacks that we got going on right now? And is this GM going to bring in somebody else to vie for this starting position, or is he just going to hand it over to Justin Fields? These are all a boatload of questions I'd love to have answered. You know, it's funny. I, I thought maybe a good coordinator, maybe a good head coach would see, maybe we don't need to single man coverage. Maybe we don't need to single block on the side that maybe this young man can't see. Maybe you want to help put somebody over there with him. Maybe. No, no, that didn't work in Cleveland. No, you just let your quarterback get shellacked with no game plan. But from what you saw already, I don't know if there's anybody good enough to really stay on the staff. I don't remember anybody outstanding in their coaching position. Now, I've heard Chris Tabor has been an excellent special teams coach, but um, special teams didn't look that great either this year. So I don't know if it was just Matt Nagy or just subpar coaches that are on that Bears staff that are currently still in the building. Well, I think a lot of this had to do that we're going to shoot to win the Super Bowl in 2018 and 2019. I think that's what this was all about. I think this is what we got the greatest defense since whenever. And we put all our chips in on Khalil Mack. We brought in um, the sack, all-time sack leader uh, for the Bears right now, single season. We brought him in, but those two guys did not produce at the same time. Uh, and so that deal that went on and all Mitchell Trubisky needed to do was to be a game manager, and we saw that he wasn't able to do that. So we're now seeing the remnants of an all-out uh, Ryan base going all out to try to win uh, a championship with Mitchell Trubisky at the helm. Now we've got a team that's $30 million worth of quarterback, backup quarterback sitting down there. You got $30 million um, to your outside linebacker that's due to him. You got $9 million going to Hicks. You've got so many other situations going on right now that what is this GM going to do? I mean, is he like Wizzo? Is he going to go duty, 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 duty and pull something out of his hat? Um, how is he going to figure out this money situation? Because that's the biggest problem with the Bears. It's not like take everybody and push everybody's salary to the side. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen in the NFL. People got to get paid. So what do you do with this old roster now that you have people in their 30s going to get $30 million and number named Tom Brady? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you put together a better roster with the limited resources they have. Not having a first-round pick either really becomes a problem. But, I mean, you can't get rid of some people. 
at this point, you can jettison out one or two players. But I don't know with what they have as far as backups. Now, take Andy Dalton out the mix. Should you just keep your, instead of trying to cut uh, Nick Foles and trying to make some more holes to fill that, do you just keep a Nick Foles around as the backup? $20 million? $20 million? <laughs> That's the, the way problem. things have been going, um, yeah, they're going to pay somebody else another $10, 15000000 million just to be a backup. So then, so, so then are we saying Justin Fields is not uh, your, going to be your starting quarterback? Are you saying that Nick Foles can beat out Justin Fields as a starting quarterback? What I'm saying is we saw Andy Dalton now play Justin Fields. I don't know about that. Oh, <laughs> what? No, I, what? he was better than maybe him for a couple of quarters. What? Couple yeah, of games until he got tagged. No, no, no. Oh, it doesn't, ma- doesn't matter. No. Doesn't oh, matter. it he matters did. when you're he just standing back there getting tagged. He was out playing Justin Fields, right? Well, we saw we saw Justin Fields flash early, but these other defensive coordinators they watch film too, and they go, oh, "We're taking that pass away from you. You got to do something different." We saw that happen to Patrick Mahomes in the middle of the year. Remember when they said, "Oh, we don't know about Patrick Mahomes. We don't know. Maybe he's not what we thought he was going to be." And he had to adjust his game and start throwing these short passes because they were taking away the long ball. They took away what Justin Fields was able to do. And when they took it away, he was not able to adjust and put the ball in other locations, nor was he able to find people that were open. How many times have we seen Justin Fields go through progressions? He could read half a field, but to go through progressions and get the ball where it needs to go? As an NFL quarterback, to be a top a top 15 quarterback, you need to be able to do that. I still question, can he read defenses and can he pick up a blitz on that backside? Because he gets slobber knocked on a regular basis and you're not going to make it as a quarterback in the NFL if you're just getting tattooed on a regular basis. You're not going to make it. Now he's, what, 17, 18 games now? You're not going to make it. Well, I don't think if you're not trained. I mean, we're, we're putting... Now you're saying one quarterback who just came into the league versus another quarterback who's been in the league over 10 years. I mean, after 10 years, you figure out how to read defenses. If you're going to stay in the league, you figure out where you're going to get hit from. You figure out how to slide, how to move. So I think the two quarterbacks behind Justin Field had a greater advantage because they've been in the league. And when you don't have someone who's been coached, he's not being taught, you're not helping him. Because a lot of those coverages... You had coverage sacks on there. Yes, he was holding the ball too long. There were times he was patting that ball and holding it too long. But if you're not coaching him out of those things, and we don't know exactly what kind of coach he has because the coach was horrible. You had uh, Nick Folds who was basically calling his own plays. He would come up to the line, change it at the line of scrimmage. You knew he was changing plays. So he was saying, and he had said that the year before, like, look, this play isn't going to work. I don't right. care what you say. I don't care how you put it together. This play isn't going to work. He would audible out of it. I think you started to see that with Mitchell Trubisky also, where Mitch was like, look, this ain't working. I mean, I don't know. Maybe sometimes Mitch seemed like he was throwing for his life. Funny enough, wouldn't it be funny if Aaron Rodgers actually leaves Green Bay and mm-hmm. then they go and pick up a Mitchell Trubisky to come in as a filler because what I saw of the love kid, nobody seems to love love in Green Bay right now. And you talking about a player who really doesn't know how to read 
I saw love get tagged and get beaten and bamboozled. So if you got a Mitch Trubisky, I like Mitch Trubisky. I think Mitch Trubisky should probably go to Tennessee. The Titans need a quarterback. There are about four or five teams that I think Mitchell Trubisky could go and be serviceable. You got the Giants who need a quarterback. You got the Saints now with uh, Sean Payton saying, hey, I'm out, I'm retiring. You got a lot of teams that need a quarterback. And I think Mitch is a good one. Yeah, I mean, I, like I, I'm with you on that. I always thought Mitchell Trubisky was not as bad of a quarterback as everybody made him out to be. But also was one of the few people who said that good old number six wasn't a bad of a quarterback as everybody said he was. And the whole thing has to deal with is how does your offensive line play? That's it. We saw what happened to Tom Brady. Tom Brady has never been underneath this much pressure, I will say, ever in his life. But never has he seen a Von Miller and an Aaron Donaldson and, oh, a former Bear, Leonard Floyd, who I didn't think was going to make it in the league. But he, you know, he did He did get there. He no, far he, better he when got I there a lot. I mean, against the Bears, he got there, what was it, four times? He did yeah. a lot this season, last season. Leonard Floyd looked to be a good pick by Ryan Pace. Well, yeah, he looked, but he was not a good pick for the Bears. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened to him here, mm-hmm. right? So either, either this coaching staff has been inept for a decade, mm-hmm. you know, everybody we brought in didn't know what they were doing. Then I'm really, then I'm really concerned that uh, polls was not their first choice. Mm-hmm. That that he was a, that he was the cast off from the Giants. Mm-hmm. Who were the Bears looking at that that the that GM candidate said, "I don't want to come to the Bears." Mm-hmm. You know, are they are they that dysfunctional that they had to go to a young fella who, even though he's had a lot of years in with the Chiefs, we still, I mean, have you, did you heard, heard of his name prior to, to this gym uh, search? Was he a hot candidate prior to this? No, I had to go who? Like, he was Where? a surprise candidate. He kind of came out of nowhere. Right. So, the, you know, they said he's been up for a couple of jobs, but, you know, I tried to stay abreast of some of this stuff and I hadn't heard his name yet. So I was surprised, surprised. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, are we, you know, are we taking a flyer on a guy because maybe somebody else said maybe this guy doesn't have enough time in the league GM wise? Uh, you know, maybe he doesn't have enough time in the league um, running a, a football team because right now he's head of all football operations. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to he's going to pick the next football coach for the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. You know, so now what about we get a coach that's older than he is? Hmm. You know, it's funny, funny that you mentioned that, because we were saying earlier, we're going to talk about something that's funny. So let's talk about something funny is that <laughs> <laughs> there's been a report and it's it's now circulating around. Everybody's talking about how this is going. But I remember Jeff Hughes from um, the Bears blog was the first to start really discussing the fact that everybody thought, you know, Omar Khan had a shot at being GM. Yeah. One of the many or several GMs that were brought in. But the report now states that Omar Khan was not coming in to interview for the Bears position. Now, here's one. This this is what's going to be strange. Wow, bro. 
That's crazy. That's so love, bro. So the report is out right now that Omar Khan is not interviewing for the GM position, but president of football operations for Ted Phillips when he retires in 2023. So supposedly Ted Phillips is staying on to get the Arlington deal done, get it signed, get it wrapped up, get everything done. And then he steps away from president of football operation, probably goes sits on the board as a nice position. But Omar Khan is being looked at as a replacement for Ted Phillips. So it's a lot of weird stuff going on with the Bears that I don't think we've ever, no, I don't think we've ever had like proficiency at the Bears ever. Well, I think, I think Ted Phillips has been the honey guru for the Bears. And I think that he and his Arlington um, new football stadium out there, I think he's going to be all encompassing in making that happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he can do football and that at the same time. And I think that's what you're, you might be hearing those type of things because maybe he's going to step into that and just run the stadium football operations and not so much the football operations stadium football stadium operations and not so much the bears football operations that's why you might be seeing an omar khan um getting getting an opportunity to come in and fill his spot so i mean it's interesting now now we're looking at diversity here so are we are we looking at the chicago bears all of a sudden they're going to be the most diverse uh upper management football uh, team in the country. That is it possible that next year you could have Omar Khan and you could have Mr. Poles, two as, as my partner likes to call melanated individuals in the top football position. Is this a sign that you're now you're seeing a Mr. McCaskey step away from football operations? Is he now trying to bring in these younger guys who have uh, more of a visceral knowledge of what these players' situations and what these players are looking for? Are they are they trying to say, "Hey, let's get us some young guys who can relate"? Um, you know, this this 1950s Bears, Papa Bear, Hallis Bears, they're gone now because apparently they can't win in a weak division. I mean, the only reason why the, the Green Bay Packers were as good as they are because they played against the Bears, Detroit, Minnesota twice a year. I mean, you know? people forget the fact that between – you got Hall of Famers, 30 years of football between Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and only two championships out of Absolutely. two of – maybe the greatest of all time, only two. One, two. So why is that? Where they just playing in a weak division, and when all of a sudden they get out into the real football world, they get it put to them. Yeah. How yeah. come we only have? How come, well, we got two championships between for thirty years, something like that, right? And it's just the two of them. Brett won one, Aaron won one, and here's yes. it is weird. Going back to your point, you could have Jim Caldwell, a cast off from the Lions, right? You can have the most <laughs> ethnically diverse, be you melanated, African-American, be you black, however you want to call it, 
you might have the most diverse front office. If you get an Omar Khan, you get Ryan Poles, you get Codwell, you got it. Your DEI person now is she has power over some things. You've got a player development person who's melanated. So now you got a weird mixture and you've got that connection to the Pittsburgh where they, uh, Omar Khan was, what, he's been in Pittsburgh 20 years, yeah, something like yeah, that? something like that. So you're learning how to build. I think I heard earlier that uh, the head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers was one of 37 candidates. 37. And somehow they whittled it down and got all the way to Mike Tomlinson, and that's where you are, out of 37. So I don't think, Caldwell can last 37 people. I don't know if he'll last 37 weeks. But enough said that if you got diversity like this, and to your point, if you got people walking out the door or you've got a uh, McCaskey who's saying, you know, I could just be chairman of the board. That'd be cool. Let these young people do this. That would be something. Now, that is a conversation to be had. Yeah, because you're looking at a situation right now because what does – I mean, I don't know if uh, McCaskey knows Omar Khan personally. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they've, you know, vacationed before. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if they sat around and had a mocha latte mocha before or they discussed, you know, um, their chess games or – you know, anything like that. So we've seen with the Bears beforehand that the McCaskies were always getting people that they felt comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Now the question is, will they feel comfortable with people that don't that they don't know? Mm -hmm. And that's my whole question. And maybe we don't have this personal, this is my buddy buddy. Now we've got a business relationship. Mm -hmm. Go out here and win football games. Maybe this move is uh, is it Michael McCaskey uh, that he is now? Where was it, George? Which one is it? George. George. Michael's yeah. dead. Oh my god! Again, that's what I was saying. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is the joke, people. Uh, ah, ah, bang, bang. Oh, oh, <laughs> wow, bro. Yeah, too soon. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Is it now, are you looking at a guy who says, man, maybe I'm too old. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I'm out of touch. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, you know, I, I wanted to run the team for mommy, but I can't run it anymore because really I'd rather go do what I'm good at. That's going to make money, mm -hmm. you know. So um, it's interesting now that this uh, Ryan Poles pick, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know that much about him to say that's a good pick or not a bad pick. Mm -hmm. uh, I do know that under his tenure with the Chiefs, that they have won a championship, mm -hmm. uh, that they went and found Tyreek Hill, that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that that they were balling out of control. You got Kelsey there. I mean, you know, you, you know, the Kelsey, Kelsey there. Look, man, and, uh, I got to say this. Can we – okay. I heard a report that Travis said his name is Kelsey. Not Kelsey. He probably has just been calling him Kelsey. Probably he, is. He's a big grown man. I mean, after watching what he did to the Bills, um, 
you, you think we got a, a tight end like that at the Bears? Oh, who? Are you coming to play for us? No, no, no. No, I mean, they, they've they got the kid from Notre Dame. Commit, look, here, here's the problem with Commit, all right? Where's the shake and the bake? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're saying we, he has no shake and no bake. No, no shake and no bake. We got a big, we can run, we got we to gotta run into you, but we ain't got no boogaloo. We ain't got no boogaloo. I guarantee you, if you put him and Kelsey on the floor at the club, who you think is going to party down? Oh, oh, yeah. Kelsey, if, I mean, he'd do the thing. Man. I mean, I think you he put, would work out. If you put Gronk on the, on the, on, on the dance floor, who you think would party down? It ain't going to be commit. It ain't going to be cold commit. Can you see him shaking the tail feather? I've no. never seen him shake a defender, period. Because he don't have the boogie. The boogie, he don't he have, have the wiggle. Okay. He don't have the wiggle. Mm. You got to be a big man. You got to be able to put it to him. You got you to gotta sell the inside move. And hit him. You see that Kelsey move? Mm. The one Kelsey came back and told him at the end of the one of the ball games, said, look, mm -hmm. I got this dude. He and from it. what I... And from what I understood, he told Mahomes. And Mahomes came up and started. They had the defense they want. And he looked out, said, and told him, do it, do it, do it. Do you, baby. Mm. And he put the ball where he put the ball. He says, I can, I can put you on this guy. I got him. He can't stay with me. I'm about to shake him up. Do we have anything that can shake him up? No, we got a big old bruiser. Nothing wrong. Look, hey, I, I go into, I, I take him and back me up in a fight any day of the week. Lucky mm -hmm. is one big, tough kid. But is 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 he the guy going to get loose down the center for you? Mm. No, mm. no. You ain't seen him do that yet. That's you haven't seen him do it yet. You know, and that's why I think we, we don't have that guy. You know, we need that guy who... We can lock up on a linebacker and we go, oh, that's that's over. Mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> you've never said that about Cole Clement. Oh, he's on a lot linebacker. Oh, they don't bring a safety down. It's over. Now, Cole Clement gets locked up. You know, it's great at the point of attack, run, run blocking. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't hear nothing about Kelsey being a great run blocker. Nobody cares. No, nobody cares. Nobody you know, cares. You know, you, nobody cares about that. They want they want to see. The, the greatest tight end we had was Greg Olson, but he didn't fit into the offense. Yeah, I mean, Greg Olson was my dude. I'm, I'm, but you need somebody. If Mercedes Lewis can still be in the league, and he's like 155, uh, you got to get somebody who can wiggle. You got to maybe you got to go to the NBA. Find one of them boys who just who ain't shooting no there, more. There, there might be a he young fellow coming out this year, 6'9", from Western Michigan, uh, tight end. Mm. Mm. You know, it all depends what he wants to do. Which, you which can pick him which, up. Which the league he wants to play in. Uh, that all depends which way he wants to go. He just wants yeah. to wiggle. If he wants to get out there and boogie, he can do it. Because he can get out there and boogie. Oof. You know, six, six nine and can run. And he can dougie. Oh. And he can dougie too. Yeah, he's the dougie champion, boy. You know what I'm saying? Watch me whip. Mm. Watch me nay nay. You mm. know what I'm saying? Watch you whip, whip, make. Big kid out of Western Michigan, 250 pounds, run like a deer, jump like a wind. Mm, that guy, that guy, that guy will look, look that guy will look at him with a look good with a number 80 number on him. Mm -hmm. 
Now, now you've got me too excited. Now you got me too excited. I can't. I can't even hold all my excitement can, right now. Can, 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 can you see him going one on one down at, down at the goal line? Uh, can you see somebody stand with him? Can you see a corner stand with that kid? Right. Can, can you see a can you see a a a, a, a running a linebacker trying to defend him in the end zone? Bye he's bye. He's going to box him out. Yeah, he's just going to bye bye. Move, move. He, he just go, he's going to run, turn around, box him out. Box him out, pin him underneath the glass, and you know, throw the ball right here. Just my that's my suggestion. You know, maybe like, Justin needs that. He just needs somebody he can throw the ball, just say, put the ball right here. So, okay, Jay, we're gonna leave it with that. We're gonna leave it with a good one. I'm gonna leave you with the last thought of where we stand with Ryan Poles, the pole worker, the pole dancer. <laughs> Wait a extraordinaire. minute. <laughs> <laughs> The man of the hour, the flower power, the child is going to do it because to it can't be done no more for the going to call him like, you know, the pole setter, uh, you know, the winner oh. of the pole, you know, like he's oh. number one. That's where I was going. You got the man swinging oh. down there doing the butterfly, no, hanging no, no. upside down. No, no, like a <laughs> pole. down the pole. You know, like election <laughs> time. You, you, you pole work. You you make sure that you know the judge and, and, and boy you boy you you brought that broom out and got that cleaned up real quick. Oof, I'm just saying, man, you, hey. you make sure everybody on your pole is working right. I'm not touching none of that. What a ten foot pole! See what I did there? Uh, you know, um, look, he comes out. They come out of a winning um, culture that, in some way, shape, or form, he helped create. And if he could bring any of that to the Chicago Bears, we can get this offensive line put together. If he can do any of that, fantabulous. You know, I just – I don't know. I mean, you know, what What GM would you would have said, yay, we got to have him. You know what I'm saying? You know, at so, this I mean, point, I, I think it's just, as you said earlier, man, I just want you to be functional. I'm, I'm, I'm really not a, a GM fanboy where I'm just like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, oh my God, he's well, I mean, my biggest thing for him is he hasn't built anything himself yet. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So how much help did he have putting together Kansas City Chiefs? You know, and, well, like and, and, Lawrence and, and, Holmes said, we, he had to probably sacrifice some things. So we're gonna get to see this young brother, see if he can put together a championship pedigree all on his own. Because now it's all right. to you, buddy. I I just hope he can bring all that coaching. Um, scouting thing that he had going on. I hope he could pilfer a whole bunch of that because if he had to restart that scouting group again, yeah. that's you know that 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 you know that's a guy who just became blind. Yeah. Because now I I don't have anybody to trust. I have to build trust in these other guys out here to tell me if they see a guy who could play in the league. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. So that that that's the biggest thing about um, groups like that. You got to have guys who can. Look at a, at a ball player and go, that guy's a player right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. You're right. Are you, before we walk out the door, are you sold on any of the candidates right now for head coaching? That's the last it's the last thing we're going to talk about. Are you sold on any candidates? Well, for head coach? I don't, I really don't want to see Leslie Frazier to tell you the honest truth. <laughs> uh, I just don't. It, it just, you don't want to see one of the good me. old 85 Bears. No, I, I don't. I don't want to see that. Um, <laughs> I just don't. Um, 
you know, if they, if they could drag Sean Payton down here some kind of way to talk him into it, throw, throw right. an extra, yeah, extra five, throw him an extra five million. To come on now, come on to the Bears. Nah, you know, I would, I would love, I would love to see that. You know, um, as as for new coaching hires out here, it's, it's going to be somebody out here who's probably going to be uh, offensive minded. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure because that's the Bears' huge weakness. Mm -hmm. And we know one thing, they got to score more than them 17, 18, 19 points a game they were scoring. Cause uh if you can't win, if you can't win this week, uh NFC North that you in, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Now here's the thing about it. look how just look how good Matthew Stafford was up in Detroit. That he's playing like he's playing with the Rams right now. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And that just tell you how bad Detroit was. And he had a good quarterback. How bad are the Bears going to be now? And we don't have a good quarterback and we don't have a good defense. Mm. Mm. Wow, bro. That's crazy. That's so love, bro. You know what? We're going to leave it right there because I don't think there's any more that can be said. If it is, then I'm not going to say it because I'm <laughs> going to be accused of putting somebody on the pole again. And all I wow. was saying was he was just trying to, to work <laughs> in his. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the pole music? I don't know, what's but you got song? the pole lights behind you. So I <laughs> know. Hey, hey. <laughs> now coming wah, to the wah, stage. Wah, wah. Coming to the stage. There you go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you should come in. <laughs> At his press conference, just be like, mm, yeah. Mm, with mm, the EDM beat behind him. Oh. And uh, <laughs> with Cardi B playing in the background. It's up, and it's up, and it's up. And she's so depressed now that they swore that Cardi's got the ill nana. <laughs> See what I said? The ill nana. She got, she got the cootie coos. That's all right, Cardi. They got medicine for it. You just keep going, girl. We'll get you right where you need to be. Cardi B. It's up, then it's up, then it's up. Oh, you know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle here on <laughs> Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. We are the talk of the 219. We're the only talk in the 219, and we will see yeah. you, my friend, on the other side. Remember, you can always catch The Sizzle's Hot 5 and 5 right here on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Make sure that you subscribe and share this information with someone. Hit the button, the like button, to make sure that you are leaving those like comments. And hey, down below, tell us what you're thinking. Tell us some things you want us to look at and make sure that you're looking for a brand new episode of The Sizzle, the hottest talk in the 219. Remember, I'm G Sizzle, and I will see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to The Sizzle, the hottest sports talk in the 219, here on Iron Skillet Television and Iron Skillet Radio.